This is Honda Classic Live, your weekly trip around the golf world, originating from the unofficial golf capital of the world, Palm Beach County. We return to Honda Classic Live here on ESPN 106.3. We are streaming on the free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Daniel Berger is your leader. He has a five-shot lead. He is 11-under. He'll go off with Shane Lowry. That comes up at 1.35 Eastern time. Now, a couple of things that we need to hash out uh, before we get to Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post, globalgolfpost.com. More bad news, if you can believe it, for Phil Mickelson, who had the ill-advised comments about the Saudi Arabian-backed golf league, uh, about the PGA Tour, uh, tone deaf is probably the best way to put it when you're discussing Phil Mickelson and his comments to Alan Shipnook. And not only is KPMG out as a title sponsor of Phil Mickelson after 14 years together, not only is Amstel Light out, uh, not only is Callaway taking a pause, you know what that means, out from a, a partnership with Phil Mickelson, but Phil Mickelson has also spent the past couple of years as the host of uh, the La Quinta event, the American Express on the PGA Tour, and they have said, uh, Phil, we're going to distance ourselves as well. So Phil Mickelson no longer a host of that event either. He's been doing it for the last three years. So the fallout, the ramifications, the collateral damage that uh, that has arisen off of those ill-advised comments to Alan Shipnuck continuing to punish Phil Mickelson, uh, and he is still in a heap of of PR trouble right now, and you just wonder what's next for him. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, it looks like we are going to see him at Bay Hill. DeChambeau, who has been battling the wrist injury, the lower back injury, we have only seen him twice during the course of this new PGA Tour season. He says that he is good to go. Bryson DeChambeau is going to be back for Bay Hill, and Hey, if you're a Bryson DeChambeau fan, great. If you're not, well, sorry. He says he's going to be back. I know it can go either way here, but DeChambeau says, hey, it's time for me to come back. Now, here's the question about DeChambeau, and we're going to post this to Sean Fairholm. It's great that Bryson DeChambeau wants to go all physics in golf, and he wants to beef up and drink the 18 protein shakes a day and become the long drive champion and compete and do all of those things, but... What's not going to be easy for Bryson DeChambeau, who is not someone who handles criticism particularly well, is if you want to put together full seasons on the PGA Tour, if you want to compete, if you want to be in the upper echelon like Bryson DeChambeau absolutely believes he should be, you might have to kiss that long drive championship dream goodbye because I think it's very easy to trace DeChambeau's back injury definitely his wrist injury to the long drive competition and the training that went into it that he did right after the Americans Ryder Cup victory at Whistling Straits. It's just not a good idea. And also, if you're in the same boat of those who say, well, Tiger Woods cut his golf career short. The reason he has the back issues, he had the knee problems, is because he was Navy SEAL training for portions of his career. If you're in that boat, no pun intended. If you're in that that crowd, that side of things, then you also can't then encourage Bryson DeChambeau to be doing what he's doing. Somebody around him, somebody in his circle is going to have to tell him, buddy, if you want longevity, if you want to be considered one of the best, 
then you have got to take care of yourself. It's cool to dabble. It's cool to show off your muscle. It's cool to be a part of something that's a little bit on the fringe, a little bit rogue. But what are you? Are you a circus act or are you a PGA Tour professional? And that conversation is going to have to be had. Someone's going to have to call him out at some point for that. So uh, Bryson DeChambeau, to me, the tour is more interesting when he's around uh, because he is consistently complaining about something, and then he'll put together a, an unbelievable round followed by an unbelievable meltdown. But if the guy's serious about his game, if the guy's serious about his career, then he's going to have to dedicate it to the PGA Tour. If he wants to be a novelty, that's fine too. That is well within his right. It's like the point I was making yesterday. If, uh, I firmly believe, this is where I oppose Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour. If guys want to go and dabble in the Saudi money uh, with this Saudi Arabian back tour, the Live Investments, the Greg Norman entity, then they should be able to do it. They're not skipping majors. They're not going to skip Bay Hill. They're not going to skip the Florida swing to go play in Saudi Arabia. But if you want to go two or three times a year, you should be able to do it. It should be free enterprise. Sean Fairholm said that these golfers, they are independent contractors, and that is absolutely the case. So, uh, if Bryson DeChambeau wants to go the independent contractor route, go for it. But then he also needs to be open and willing to taking the criticism of, well, this is why you're not where you want to be on PGA Tour, and come to the realization that he's just not an upper echelon player because, honestly, you can't be a, a top-tier player especially with now the resume of Bryson DeChambeau, only one major under his belt, and now he's starting to get injured because he's going to long drive competitions. He's got to realize that, hey, I'm, I'm someone that is going to uh, march to the beat of my own drum, and when people call me out on that, it's cool. I smile at him, and we move on. If Bryson DeChambeau wants to go that route, great. If he wants to go that route, though, then he certainly is not considered one of the best in the world. Ken Levicka, it is Honda Classic Live here on ESPN 106.3. We have you until 10 o'clock. Daniel Berger is the leader. He is up five, 11 under, five shots better than Shane Lowry and a number of other players, and they will get going at 1.35 Eastern time. Again, 1.35 Eastern time, Daniel Berger goes off, and it really does feel like a coronation. Now, I have seen players like Rory McIlroy go into a Sunday with a large reach. Uh, lead and the bottom falls out but not but not as large as what Daniel Berger has in fact this is tied for the all-time Honda Classic uh, record for the largest advantage any player has had going into the final round uh, so there is not a lot of precedent for just how dominant Daniel Berger has been here at PGA National again 11 under a five shot lead going into Sunday we'll continue to keep you updated with how the leaderboard is shaping out as we do have our opening groups of the day already on the course when we return we will be joined by Sean Fairholm of Global Golf Post and GlobalGolfPost.com he is our golf insider and uh, why exactly has Daniel Berger gotten himself to this place? And are we watching a mere formality at this point? Is it going to be Daniel Berger here later today on 18 hoisting a trophy? Definitely looks like it, but what could pop up and potentially derail him? Sean Fairholm will tell us when we come back. I'm Ken Lavica, Round 4, Sunday at PGA National. It's Honda Classic Live on ESPN 106.3. 
Now back to Honda Classic Live on ESPN 106.3, the ESPN app, and your smart home device. Here's Ken Lavica. We return to Honda Classic Live here on ESPN 106.3. We are streaming on the free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Daniel Berger is your leader. He has a five-shot lead. He is 11 under. He'll go off with Shane Lowry. That comes up at 1.35 Eastern time. Now, perhaps this is an indication of what we're going to see later today and a bit surprising because everything appears to be fast. You would think the greens are going to be pretty fast. It's going to be pretty tricky. But uh, you're seeing some good early scoring here at PGA National. Martin Trainer, in fact, has popped up to two over. He has birdied his first three holes today. Birdies on one and two and three. Uh, you also uh, have uh, th- three under for Vaughn Taylor today through six. So this has really been a, a morning of scoring on uh, this Sunday. Not only that, but Cameron Young is uh, birdied one and two to get up to three over on the tournament. Uh, Uline, three under on the day. Willett, two under on the day. Higo birdied one. Glover birdied two. Gay birdied two. Right now, most who are on the course have either shot even par or below par for their Sunday round in the early goings here. And so this has uh, been been scoring heavy here today. Perhaps that bodes well for some of those who might give a run at Daniel Berger, as unlikely as it may seem. Some Someone may be able to make this a little bit interesting with Daniel Berger, but we will see because Berger has far and away been the best player in the field. Let's go ahead and uh, talk with Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post, globalgolfpost.com. He is our... Our golf insider here on Honda Classic Live, and he joins us on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Sean, good morning. Uh, thank you for jumping on. And with Daniel Berger uh, jumping out to this five-shot lead, this is tied for the tournament record uh, for a lead after 54 holes. How has he gotten to this place? He hasn't really put himself in much trouble during the course of the weekend. Yeah, I think a couple of things, you know, only only having two bogeys throughout the entire week. I mean, that that is beyond impressive on this golf course. And I've been very impressed just by his putting throughout the week. He's gained six strokes against the field average, you know, ranking number seven in the field this week in putting. Uh, normally, not really one of his strong suits. Uh, he came into the week ranked number 158 on the PGA Tour in putting this season, so not really a great putter. Uh, usually, but this week really tearing it up on the greens, having a fantastic week. And then I mentioned yesterday how well he's seeing the ball. He's, he's tied for second right now in strokes gained tee to green, uh, gaining almost 10 shots on the field average right now. So really a dominant performance. Uh, I'm very interested to see this pairing with Shane Lowry because, mm-hmm. you know, if you were if you were to be paired with a guy like Kurt Kitayama or Sepp Straka, you know, I really feel like that would that would have changed the dynamic drastically here. But Shane Lowry, uh, you know, a European Ryder Cup player, a major champion, someone who's won a WGC. Uh, I believe he has, you know, eight top 12 finishes in major championships in his career. Uh, just a very uh, solid player through and through. I think that really gives this a much different feel for Daniel Berger rather than being paired with somebody else. 
Yeah, that's a great point. And I've been asking, because it feels like it, whether or not this is just a coronation today, a mere formality, and it could be, but you're right. Having someone who has the capability, the resume, to stare you down a bit, at least make you a little bit nervous, at least he's going to stay in in the peripheral vision of Daniel Berger. It's not like it would be unprecedented if things didn't start to turn a little bit here today. Absolutely, and I think on this golf course, uh, you know, in some ways it's, it's good for someone who has a five-stroke lead because you don't really need to go out and make birdies. Daniel Berger can focus on making pars, but if you kind of get in that mindset of making pars and all of a sudden you do hit one in the water, you, you make a double or a triple, the dynamic of this golf tournament changes completely, and you have a guy like Shane Lowry who I don't see him backing down today. You know, we, I have a little power ranking here of the guys at six under who this matters to the most. Uh, Lowry is probably at the bottom of that power ranking. Mm-hmm. You have Kurt Kitayama, who has no top 10s and 25 starts in the PGA Tour. This is massive for him. Uh, Sepp Straka also, you know, in 95 PGA Tour starts, has never finished first or second in his PGA Tour career. Those guys are going to be, you know, maybe a deer in the headlights here in this final round. But Shane Lowry, I don't think he's going to have that same effect. And Daniel Berger is probably going to have to be ready for at some point in this round to face adversity. I still think ultimately he gets it done, but I I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. Uh, we had mentioned coming back from break that uh, the early scoring uh, has been plentiful here early on, uh, and I don't know if that's going to be a, an indication for the remainder of the day, but Daniel Berger even said yesterday he's expecting these greens to be really, really quick, really, really fast, and I think what he's done, uh, the reason that he's been able to to play as well as he has, has played is he's really kept it simple. He's opted not to go for the spectacular shots. He has really just sort of decided that via grounding it out, uh, that, that was the approach he was going to take, and that's how he's been able to grow this lead. He's, he's done it in about, and I mean this as a compliment, the most unspectacular way possible. He's been pretty conservative. I think he's taken advantage of the holes that he could, and he's, uh, he's been kind of hitting a lot of shots to 20, 30 feet and kind of making his pars and, and being pretty consistent throughout the round. You know, uh, Ken, I was watching 17 yesterday, and, and the, the, around that hole location yesterday, the, the green just looked like it was, comp- it was glass. I yeah. mean, the, it, it, was, it was pretty bare around that, that hole location, and uh, guys were kind of seeing some putts that normally would have settled maybe two, three, three feet away from the hole, kind of stretching out into that four or five feet range, kind of like you would see in a major championship. And I wonder whether we get that today. And I want to give you a couple of hole locations to look out for uh, okay. in regards to some of the some of the, that, some of those uh, putting surfaces being very slippery. How about, you know, number 11 is kind of in that back left portion of that green and that the chipping bowl beyond that hole location is really a nightmare. Guys are going to have to kind of take on the water a little bit more than they would want to on that on that par four on their second shot to try to uh, get out of there with a four. Uh, they do not want to go over there. That's really dead uh, mm-hmm. today. And then 17, you see that uh, whole location kind of up in the front uh, portion of that green, really just a few paces. I believe only four or five paces from the water's edge there. If guys are going to try to make a two there and, and challenge Daniel Berger if they are in the golf tournament at that point, that's going to be a very difficult shot, and I think you know putting down towards that whole location from up above, uh, it's going to be very, very fast. Uh, I'm just interested to see how these greens uh, are able to, to hold up uh, over over the uh, over the you know course of the day. They're they're in great shape, uh, but very, very fast at this point. 
Boy, that that uh, whole location you mentioned on 17, and I have been coming here to the Honda Classic for 15 years. I have seen uh, catastrophe with that whole location many times over the last decade and a half. And so that is your Sunday pin placement. That is uh, great looking out there for Sean Fairholm. Some of the key pin placements today, if anybody's going to make a run at Daniel Berger, who has a five-shot lead heading into this final round. Sean Fairholm, Global Golf Post, GlobalGolfPost.com. He is our esteemed golf insider here on Honda Classic Live. Uh, I was sort of following Andrew Kozan a bit yesterday after we got off the air, and uh, we talked about his story yesterday where he didn't find out that he was going to be in the Honda Classic until Jack Nicholas texted him about it as an alternate early in the week, and then he didn't know if he was actually going to be playing round three because he was on the number, and uh, darkness wiped out uh, 18 for him in his second round Friday. He had to come back at 4.45 in the morning yesterday, finish 18. He ends up making the cut and because it's an odd number of players he plays by himself so he's the first guy on the course then for round three on Saturday and I saw him coming up 16 he stuck his approach to within six feet uh, can the birdie ends up shooting 68 overall and looked completely calm and collected the entire time not frazzled by anything he certainly looked like someone who has played this champions course an awful lot here at PGA National. Well, it's a great story, and, uh, you know, he was a member at PGA National from the ages of 7 to 15, so he's been around here yep. uh, for many, many times on this golf course. It's a 25-minute drive from, from his home, uh, which is a pretty cool advantage to have, as we've seen Daniel Berger's enjoying his mom's cooking, uh, uh, you know, uh, his own mom, mom's cooking this week as well. A lot, a lot of guys sleeping in their own beds, like, like Andrew is. It's a great story. You know, I, I follow amateur golf very closely, and uh, Andrew had a great career, at Auburn, uh, you know, he's just a 23-year-old, just basically, uh, you know, fresh out of school. He's only made, I believe, five starts on the PGA Tour. This is number six this week. And, and just for people, to, you know, who, to, to be aware, uh, you know, sponsors' exemptions are usually decided pretty well in advance of a golf tournament. So mm-hmm. for him to get a sponsors' exemption the week of a tournament, that I mean, it, it does happen every once in a while, but it's pretty rare for that to happen. So he really, you know, he was talking about this uh, yesterday, I believe. Uh, he really did not think that he was in this, this golf tournament at all once he did not get through the uh, the Monday qualifier. He really had no uh, you know belief or, or idea that he was going to be in this golf tournament. So to get that call uh, that he was in, and then to all of a sudden take advantage of it, and, and this is a huge opportunity. Even if he were to finish top 15, top 20, uh, that's a lot of FedEx Cup points. It's a, it's a great payday. It, um, I, I believe he's only made something like you know fifteen thousand, uh, twenty thousand dollars in his entire career as a professional at this point. Uh, it would be a massive, massive deal for him to you know shoot a uh, sixty-seven, sixty-eight today maybe even jump up into the top 10 and grab a huge paycheck. Yeah, that would be a a massive story and a significant story, especially here locally in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. Uh, Let's uh, jump outside the Honda Classic real quick here, too, uh, because Phil Mickelson, it's just getting worse. La Quinta, the American Express Championship, uh, they said, hey, we don't want you hosting this anymore. Uh, We're we're also going to distance ourselves like KPMG did and like Callaway did and like Amstel Light did. this is an unbelievable free fall. And, Sean, I just wonder where this ends now. It's not good. I think once one company jumps, it's a lot easier for some of the other companies yeah. to 
jump as well. It's kind of how it works, especially in this day and age. But this was a mistake that he really had no margin of error for making. When, when you say that you're going to leverage uh, a regime like the like the Saudis in order to try to change the PGA Tour, that's, that's pretty unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it really has tarnished his legacy uh, a, a great deal at this point. This is, this is a not a good position that he's put himself in. This is re- really bad. I think what's really compounded the you know that some of the repercussions here is that his apology did not do anything for me ken i mean his, his, the first paragraph is basically you know blaming alan shipnuck the yeah. journalist who he made these remarks to and then phil kind of goes on throughout the statement and kind of you know it, it's a lot of half measures he, he really does not take any accountability for what he did uh he still says that what he's doing is, is for the best for the game uh i don't think it is i, I really think that he hurt himself with that statement and uh, he really has just dug himself a deeper hole here. What's wild to me is if he never wins at Kiowa Island, which is one of the the best golf moments of the last decade, the oldest major champion ever, if he never does that, he probably just retires. He goes, plays at Pebble Beach, and that's it. He heads to the CBS broadcast booth, and we're enjoying Phil in the Phil TV experience. Yet here we are, and his greatest career moment arguably uh, extended him to a point where this happen and now he may never be the same and his legacy his reputation may be forever damaged yeah it's a great point and you see the end of his statement there saying that he's going to take some time away we've heard that line before uh, mm-hmm. that usually means you're suspended <laughs> yeah right <laughs> the, you know, the PGA Tour does not formally announce suspensions uh-huh. on like you know pretty much all other leagues uh, but when you say you're going to take some time away that's almost always what it means. Uh, we've seen this with Dustin Johnson in the past. Uh, we, we've seen this with our players. Uh, that, that's usually what it means when you when you trot that line out there. Uh, it's not a, it's not a 100% guarantee, but I think we're gonna we will not be seeing Phil Mickelson for a while. And I really don't think that he's going to be at Augusta. I, I think that he is not going to be playing the Masters this year. And even the PGA Tour champions, I, I don't know when we're going to see him again. I, I think he will be gone for for quite a while here. You are very right about that, taking some time away. Uh, It's not 100%, but I believe it is 99% that there was a suspension uh, that was given uh, to to Phil Mickelson. Then there's Bryson DeChambeau. He says, hey, I'm good to go. I'm going to play Bay Hill. My wrist feels good. My lower back feels good. uh, And it looks like he is going to be in the field. In fact, he already officially is in the field. Just thinking about him, though, and he wants to be considered one of the best in the world, but... Man, I just keep going back to the long drive, which was fun, and it's good, and it's outstanding novelty. You and I both enjoyed seeing him pound away with those drives, and he was able to get deep into that long drive championship. But you, it is so obvious what's been causing some of these injury problems that have been affecting him, and I think he has a decision to make. Is he all in, or is he just willing to be a novelty? I'm fine either way, but he's got to make a decision here at some point. Yeah, we've seen this time and time again over the past 10 to 15 years in the golf world. Guys who are trying to uh, go this route, not as drastic as he has, but a guy like Jason Day who really put a lot of stress on his body in order to try to get, uh, you know, reach number one in the world, win a major championship, reach the heights that he did, but really was not able to sustain it because of all the stress he put on his body. And, of course, what Tiger went through and a few other guys who who have tried to go that route. It's very, very difficult. Um, and, you know, one point that I wanted to make is that Bryson is not a great golfer because of the long drive stuff or because he bulked up or because he's, 
he's been doing all, all this over the past couple of years. You know, I, I followed him closely when he was at SMU in college. I mean, he won an NCAA championship in a U.S. amateur in the same year, which only a few golfers have ever done that. And, and he was he was a beanpole. I mean, he he's a great player. He, he doesn't really need to do this. Uh, yes, right. it helps in terms of distance. But it's not the end-all, be-all in terms of, oh, if, if he were to go down to a normal weight, he, we'd never see him again. He, he won golf tournaments, and he played well on at all levels when he was not at, at this weight, when he was not uh, at this swing speed. He could do it again, but I, I think uh, at, a, at a certain point, this is kind of an ego thing where he, he doesn't want to have to look everybody in the eye and say, yeah, I'm going to go down to a 180 ball speed instead of 203. Uh, you know, it's, it's more of an ego thing right now than it is anything else. Yep, yep, that is very well said. Uh, all right, Sean, so your, uh, your bold Sunday Honda Classic prediction is what? You know what? I, I think Daniel Berger does win this golf tournament, which is uh, about the most opposite of bold as you could possibly have at this point. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think, you know, when, when you look at a five-stroke lead in the PGA Tour, uh, you know, he's going for PGA Tour win number five. I think this is really important to him to, to get this, to kind of establish himself as an elite player. You know, you look at the last couple of years, you know, in strokes gained overall, he's been 6th in 2020 and 11th in 2021. That is an elite player on the PGA Tour when you were, you know, picking up, uh, you know, nearly uh, over a shot and a half, basically, over the field average every time you tee it up, every round. I mean, that really means a lot. He's an elite player. He really needs to come out, and I, I don't want to see him just win this by one or two shots. I really want to see him put his stamp on this golf tournament and come out and, and, and win by a few shots here because he, he really should do that in this situation. Um, and I, but I do think that Shane Lowry at some point kind of jumps up and tries to challenge him, but ultimately Daniel Berger wins this golf tournament. Daniel Berger, the Dwyer man, it leads by five. Sean, awesome stuff. Really appreciate you this weekend. Really good insight here on PJ National, the Honda Classic, and everything in between. Uh, we'll talk to you next Saturday, okay? All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Sean Fairholm, our golf insider on Honda Classic Live. Read all of his work, globalgolfpost.com. And we return the boss man, the executive director of the Honda Classic. And, boy, the crowds have been large. The golf has been great. He's a happy man. He'll join us next. He is Ken Kennerly, and I am Ken Levicka. The Kens come back when we return here to PGA National. It's Honda Classic Live on ESPN 106.3. Now back to Honda Classic Live on ESPN 106.3, the ESPN app, and your smart home device. Here's Ken Lavica. The local boy still leads, and it's it's a big lead. A five-shot advantage for Daniel Berger. Just to give you an idea of how dominant he has been, the final pairing goes off at 135 today here at PGA National. Daniel Berger, your leader, 11 under. And the man he's playing with, Shane Lowry, 6 under. So a five-shot advantage for Daniel Berger uh, in that final pairing over the man he is playing with. And it feels like a coronation. We'll see how today plays out. You never know on a Sunday at PGA National. We'll be joined by the executive director of the Honda Classic, Ken Kennerly, in just a second. I want to tell golfers to tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops. March 3rd through the 6th, schedule your custom fitting on the new arrivals from Callaway, featuring the new Rogue ST drivers with tungsten speed cartridge, jailbreak speed frame, and AI flash face engine for max speed and forgiveness. Four drivers to fit every golfer's needs. Think speed. Go rogue. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com. Schedule your free custom fitting today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. That 
is Edwin Watts. That is WorldwideGolfShops.com. Ken Kennerly, Executive Director, Honda Classic, joins us every single year that we are out here at PGA National. Ken, I, I know that there's no final numbers or anything like that. That still will come in the, the next few days, but congratulations on everything. I mean, I've been here every day, Thursday, Friday, yesterday. Pretty much in any, I'm sure you're not surprised, any hospitality option I can be in, I found my way in there, whether it's Sky Suites, Ambassador Club, Gosling, bear trap uh this has been a remarkable tournament the weather's been great the play you've got a local guy on top congratulations on everything thank you ken it's just it's first of all thanks to you and espn and you know you 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 show that espn badge and somehow our security keeps letting you into these structures (laughs) uh, we got to clean that up for next year um first and foremost i am honored to be sitting next to miss adeline vicka your lovely daughter yeah my five-year-old hanging out yep yep this is all about um you know, creating another golf fan. So, Adeline, nice to be with you today. <laughs> um, Ken, thank you. I tell you, we can't be more thrilled. Um, you know, you've seen the crowds walk by the ESPN tent right here behind the uh, U.S. Polo Champagne Lounge. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I, we knew we were going to have a big year. We knew um, with the the enthusiasm in this market, the energy level of this market. I mean, our, our kickoff party, you know, a week and a half ago was, was absolutely on fire. Um, the ticket sales are through the roof. We've gotten the numbers from concessions. They've been on fire, too. I mean, mm-hmm. our concession count's going through the roof. It's we couldn't ask for a better week. I mean, the weather's been ideal. Uh, having Daniel Berger leading by yeah. five over Shane Lowry, a major champion. He yep. won an open in his backyard, you know, at Port Rush. And here's Daniel, you know, maybe closing the deal in his backyard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. I think the two of them together, there's there's a lot of chemistry there. And I also want to shout out for Andrew Kozan, who's another local guy, yeah. right? I mean, he, he won the Junior Honda Classic. He's won the Honda Classic High School Invitational. You know, we gave him um, an exemption to play in this event, four-year start Auburn. You know, he's uh, he tees off at uh, with Billy Horschel at 12.05, and, you know, he's at 2.10, and, you know, even par, which is, which is great. So, you know, we've got, you know, obviously a lot of local guys playing the tournament, but, you know, shout out to Daniel Burke for everything he's doing and for what he does for the game of golf, Ryder Cup player, et cetera, you know, followed right there by Shane and obviously a lot of other players and, and of course, uh, Andrew Kozan. So. Uh, I And I've talked about it multiple times over the weekend. I remember being inside the ropes and covering shot for shot the playoff that Daniel Berger got himself into five years ago, that wild weekend where weather pushed everything into Monday uh, and a near miss for him and now it feels like it's about to come full circle if he can hold off Shane Lowry and again it's Shane Lowry he's going to try and make a charge but how significant would it be for this tournament for a, a local like Daniel Berger who not only just lives here but is from here to be this champion for 365 days well, again, it's it's like Shane Lowry winning at Port Rush. I mean, I you know we Ricky Ricky lives here. He won. JT won. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lives here. Uh, Camilo Vijegas won. He lives here. But you're right. Daniel Berger, homegrown, yeah. born and bred, went to Dwyer. You know, phenomenal player. You know, obviously Brooks Kepka. I know wants to win this tournament. Everybody wants to win the tournament in their backyard, especially when they're a homegrown player. So I think you know he is a. Uh, you know, a cool customer, but I, I think he's going to feel it out there today, but I, I think he's going to close the deal. I think he, he's been playing so well all week long. I know this is very important to him. He's playing with a great guy in Shane Lowry, and as Shane said yesterday, look, I mean, it, it's the golf course. You just got to play your ball because nobody's going to go low today, obviously, yeah. so you got to play your ball and do the best you can. So, But I think, to your point, having a local like Daniel uh, win the tournament today would be spectacular. And you mentioned Andrew Kozan, and he's been someone we have focused on an awful lot. Kings Academy, uh, 25 minutes 
minutes from here, uh, got in as an exemption, and he found out via a text message from Jack Nicholas. So let me just ask you, uh, are you doing that for a flair for the dramatic? Is that what you're, you're putting on performance art here, Ken Kennerly? Well, you know, we have a great exemption committee, and, you know, it's all about marketing and everything else. But, you know, the Cozans have gotten to know the Nicholas family, and, um, you know, obviously Jack and Barbara, and Gary is our co-chair. And, you know, when Gary reached out to him and gave him the invitation at the Jake event last Sunday, it was it was great. And I, I know uh, Andrew couldn't believe it. Uh, he was That's over awesome. the top. This has been something he's wanted to do, obviously, for many years. And, you know, when you give out exemptions, Ken, it's, it's first of all, it's a difficult process yeah. um, because you want to make sure you give them out to, you know, players that are you know worthy of it right i mean we had some great guys from europe that came over they didn't play as well as they would have expected but for andrew to get the exemption and to shoot three under the first day had a tough second day like many guys mm-hmm. did had to finish at 6 45 yeah. on saturday morning he, he was the only player on the golf course yeah i saw him i saw him on 14 15 16 by himself yesterday yeah but then, then he finished his second round saturday morning he was the only player in the group because it was so dark yeah he could, and you know he's sitting on the cut line right so he didn't want to take a stab the uh-uh. other two in the group finished because they we're going to miss the cut. Yeah. So I hell with it. I'm out of here. You know, I don't want to get up at 5:30 in the morning. Um, so you know, good, very, very mature young man. You know, he's engaged to a lovely lady. Um, you know, he's well, well beyond his years. So, you know, this is going to be a great experience for him. He's playing with a great guy today, Billy Horschel, mm-hmm. uh, who I think will make him feel very comfortable going around the golf course. And let's hope he has a, a great day. And then, you know, right behind him, a little bit earlier is Lee Westwood. You know, yep. Lee is Lee's been a tremendous advocate for this tournament each and every year. Uh, you know, I think in the post yesterday, Tom D'Angelo called him the royal couple yeah Helen his uh his his uh his wife um they're just fantastic people. And then, you know, a little bit before him, you got Brooks Kepka and Ian Poulter. And then at, you know, 1040, Ricky Fowler is playing with Rick Lamb, who was Rick Lamb was a qualifier again on Monday. So it's going to be another great day out here. The weather's going to be perfect. The wind switched around to the southeast, yeah. so the bear trap won't be as difficult. So if, if there's ever a day to go low, it is here at the Honda Classic. Uh, so uh, two months ago, even as early as two months ago, you were saying, Ken, I'm telling you, there is, there is a lot of anticipation for this tournament. People around here are ready to go. I think we're going to see a lot of people through the turnstiles. Even two months ago, how did you foresee what this weekend was going to look like? Because it's come to fruition. It really has. I mean, we were very fortunate two years ago to be the second-to-last tournament to be played, and we had great crowds then, as, yes. if, as you remember. And then 21, while we were significantly limited to 20%, I mean, we sold everything we had, um, you know, mandated by the PGA Tour and, of course, by the state. So we were uh, we were happy last year. And I think, you know, as we look towards this year, um, you know, our sales guys did just a, a great job. Andrew George, of course, that's really the captain of the ship here. Um, everybody felt in the market. I mean, the demand, our hospitality was sold out goodness probably two months ago we had you know onesies and twosies available but the bear trap i think when we started promoting the double decker of the bear trap people started engaging yeah. and uh, i mean you've been out there i mean yep. that double decker is you know unbelievable i'm getting texts from other tournament directors and executive directors constantly just saying how great it looks on tv it really does and and we are going to expand it i mean you know andrew george is on record of saying look we're going to continue to expand that everyone that i've seen up there that has the bear trap reserve which again is the private area yeah. within the party without <laughs> within the party place is like can we're in for next year so i mean we're going to go out immediately we're going to you know re-sign renew all these guys and if, if they're not in we're going to sell it and we're going to we're going to build more and it's going to just continue to grow down there and then we're looking at double deckers on 18 as well because the 
demand for our product right now is at an all-time high. And, and you know, I, I think one quick thing to say is, you know, Florida's a new state. I mean, when I say new, it's that we have many newcomers, yes. new residents that have come down from the Northeast and from other places realizing how great our lifestyle is down here mm-hmm. and realizing that they can work either from home or move their satellite business offices down here. So they're down here. So we have a... I'll bet you we probably have a hundred new companies that are engaging with the Honda Classic this year that have not been here before, and they're doing it because they know about it through reputation. They're doing it because they've seen it on TV. I'll guarantee you 99% of them that were here for the first time this year are coming back next yep. year. And that's an important point. Again, Ken Kennerly, Executive Director of the Honda Classic, there are probably a number, a number, a massive amount of people that are being exposed to this for the very first time right. for the reason you just laid out. And uh, the visuals, and I've been on both the green side of 17 and uh, the T-Box side of 17 and uh, that double-decker, the the visuals there are just striking. Yeah. No, they're striking. And then, you know, when you go from the Gosling's Bear Trap to the Cobra Puma Village Bear Trap to uh-huh. Garden Alive to Pratt Whitney, I mean, that military uh, pavilion, Patriots Outpost is great. And it's great to welcome back the military. Without question. You know, I mean, look, these guys put their lives on the line to give us the freedoms that we have, so you can never say thank you enough to them. And then right next to them across is, is Tito's. Uh-huh. Still has a has been on fire. I mean, that place has been great. And then the Waterford Club. And, you know, someone this morning already said to me, when are you going to build all the way around? I said, well, we've got water issues. And they said, well, just put floating barges out there. <laughs> and I said, well, the people that live across the water are probably be a little unhappy <laughs> if we did that. But, you know, the bottom line is we've got great demand in our product. We've got great following in the media, such as yourself, Ken, and ESPN, and obviously a lot of the traditional media. We've got uh, tremendous influencers out here. People are posting stuff left and right. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's just really, really uh, coming together nicely. Uh, Ken, it has been uh, amazing to be back out here and see everybody with everything full capacity and enjoy this every single day of the tournament. Thank you for having us, as always. We really appreciate you being uh, just outstanding partners, and uh, I'm really proud of what you and Andrew and all the fine folks at the Honda Classic have turned this into. It is one hell of an experience. Really appreciate it. Thanks, party. And Adeline, pleasure meeting you, young lady. <laughs> uh, Ken, Ken, thank you so much, brother. Ken Kennerly, executive director of the Honda Classic, and uh, my five-year-old Adeline, we're going to be walking around. We're going to be taking it in on this Sunday, and a local is on the verge. Daniel Berger, who came so close just five years ago, can he finish it off here today? He has a five-shot lead. He's 11 under. Him and Shane Lowry get going at 135. Want to thank everybody who helped us out here throughout the course of the week, not just Honda Classic Live Saturday, Sunday, but also Gosling's Bear Trap, the broadcast yesterday with myself and Josh Cohen. Thursday, Friday, Ken Levick alive, Josh Cohen and the home team. Really great work by the entire ESPN West Palm team, the Honda Classic team, for allowing us out here to uh, do our normal ridiculous uh, and handle our normal ridiculous behavior. Really appreciate it. But a special thanks to Cyrus Wittig, special thanks to Stone Lebanowitz, and also Dave MacGyver Druda, who's out here today making sure that everything runs smoothly. Maddie, the entire street team here uh, with ESPN West Palm, really appreciate it. If you're coming out, make sure to get here. Get in. Daniel Berger, Shane Lowry, final group. 135 Eastern Time. Daniel Berger, a five-shot lead at 11 under. Thanks to Cyrus Wittig back in the Anna John Levin Accident Attorney Studios. I'm Ken Levicka. This has been Honda Classic Live on ESPN 106.3. ESPN 1063 is on the move. Delivered by Brightline. Brightline is back and better than ever. Live life on the bright side. Trustbridge is more than hospice. Trustbridge is a community, it's a village. 
It's a big family where making a huge difference during a very personal and difficult time is what they know best. It's not just the expert clinical care or the grief support they provide. It's having a team of professionals who knows exactly what you're going through and how to be there for the patient, but also how to be there for you. I'm forever grateful for my TrustBridge family. To learn more, visit TrustBridge.com. We follow our hearts and give them away. Hearts are important. And we at Cleveland Clinic in Florida put all of ours into your cardiovascular care. From life-saving procedures and research to added safety measures across all locations, the expert heart care you need is right here in Florida. For every test and transplant, for every heart, for every care in the world. Cleveland Clinic in Florida. Get the care you need when and where you need it. Visit clevelandclinicflorida.org slash access. Plus tax held dealer fee with approved credit. 2019 Equinox. Stock number NB0657408. JMP, cheer up. Looks like you have the football blues. It stinks. Football season's over. Everyone I know just feels empty. I think I know something that can cheer everyone up. An all-expense-paid trip to Bora Bora? Close. Getting more cash for your trade at Greco Chevrolet in Delray Beach. And there's more. There is? Yup. Go to Greco Chevrolet. ChevroletDelray.com and get a coupon for $1,000 off your next vehicle. You're right. Getting and saving more money is definitely a way to help people feel a little better. Plus, Greco Chevrolet is over 1,100 vehicles to choose from and certified pre-owned Chevy starting at only $20,500. And a certified pre-owned is just as good as new because they've been inspected and come with warranties. Wow, you sure know how to cheer a guy up. Go online to GrecoChevroletDelray.com and get your $1,000 off coupon or Stop by Greco Chevrolet of Delray Beach on Federal, just south of Blinton. Don't forget to tell them, Mike sent you. Chevy, find new roads. Hey, it's Dean Thomas. If you are serious about a career in golf, check out the College of Golf at Kaiser University. Enroll in Kaiser's Golf Management Program and get your degree from the best in the business. Three PGA Master Professionals and an LPGA Hall of Famer on staff. You can earn your degree on campus or online in just 16 months. Scholarships and financial aid are available. Take your swing at a rewarding career in golf at Kaiser University. More info at collegeofgolf.kaiseruniversity.edu. Excellence is Land Rover Palm Beach. This is Josh Cohen, and I just joined the Land Rover Palm Beach team. They put me in a gorgeous 2020 Velar R Dynamic. It's all class, just like the team and the experience at Land Rover Palm Beach. Local, family-owned and operated GM Matt Atkins has been there 30 years. They know the product. They know the brand. You will be taken care of just like me. You deserve excellence. Let them go above and beyond for you at Land Rover Palm Beach and LandRoverPalmBeach.com. Too many of us know that when you're injured in an accident, it can be completely overwhelming. Hi, I'm Ken Levicka, and this is where my friend Pat Lawler and Lawler & Associates personal injury attorneys come in. With over 28 years of trial experience, Lawler & Associates help their clients get the compensation they deserve. Automobile, boat, or motorcycle accident, slip and fall, or personal injury, Lawler & Associates have the expertise, the resources, and the desire to help. Call 561-372-3500 or visit Lawler & Associates at wanttolawyerup.com for a free consultation. That's wanttolawyerup.com. ESPN 106.3 is going pink. Join us on Wednesday, March 2nd, as we go pink in support of the Habitat for Humanity Women Build. Happening on March 3rd and 4th, the Women Build, presented by Morocco Builders, is an annual event that brings women together to help.